Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. This week, a MAGA face plant of epic proportions, and I think it pretty much gives us a roadmap to win in 2024. Actually, make that multiple MAGA yeah, face plants. Multiple. But, but we'll get to that. And also with the economy continuing to improve, something I've been talking about, we've been talking about on this uh, podcast for some time. What factors are already pointing to a Biden victory? Lots of work to be done, but some numbers, uh, when you look under the hood, I think are really important for everybody to understand. Alex, where do you want to get started? This is going to be a fun one because we get to talk about nice things about Joe Biden that are all true, which is great. We get to talk about MAGA messing up, which is also great. Well, they, they do that a lot, but this is pretty spectacular. <laughs> I, I know, Joe, you've been calling it the Chaos Congress basically since they, they started this mess. But is this the lowest they've sunk so far? I, we have a lot to compare it to, I know, at this point. But like, what the hell? I mean, you know, you got two really embarrassing failures in the course of a week. And, you know, I would say it's starting to become a trend, but actually they haven't it's done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long standing trend here. I mean, the Mayorkas impeachment thing, you know, this was a, a core pledge from MAGA Mike Johnson, the speaker. He, he had to get this done. They were, you know, he's been hanging by a thread and he couldn't get the votes to impeach DHS Secretary Mayorkas. I mean, the fascinating thing about this, you, Peter, the, the Speaker of the House has one job, one job, only one job, really. It's counting votes, something that Nancy Pelosi was pretty damn good at. Uh, you know, she knew where all the votes were and what the and, and she was always right. This guy somehow misses that every Democrat was actually going to show up. I can't remember who it was. There was a member of a Democratic member of Congress on, on one of the cable networks saying like, the one thing the Speaker Johnson should always count on is that every Democrat will be there to vote. Everyone. But of course, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't think that Al Green would show up and vote. You know, he had been in the hospital literally that that day. But anyway, my, my point here is it just shows the incredible, well, one, how brittle and fragile the MAGA majority, you know, ability with MAGA Mike uh, is, and two, the incompetence of it, because uh, they should have foreseen that they were going to lose this vote. Uh, but they went through with it anyway, and it failed. So, I mean, that's that's one. I mean, um, you know, it's it it's always going to be hard with this slim majority they have uh, of three seats, you know. And, and they um, lost three it, on this one. Yeah, yeah, they lost three. And with the with the Santos seat open next week, it's only going to get harder uh, for MAGA. Which, by the way, folks, is why we. We need to uh, do everything we can to help uh, Tom Sozzi next Tuesday in New York 3, uh, you know, flip that seat because uh, that that will put even more pressure on uh, the speakership and their majority. And, you know, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how he, whether he can survive this. I mean, we already saw uh, 
We're talking I mean, about Mega o- Mike. Yeah, yeah Mega yeah. Mike. The only thing that's happened, the only thing they've done is thrown out a speaker and held him hostage. And now they're, you know, and now Mega Mike has failed in the one job he had, which was to get to to the impeachment, which they're going to bring up again. But it's just not clear that there won't be some more defectors over time here. Uh, you still have the 18 and the 18 members in Biden's seats who just, by the way, he made them walk the plank. Here's, here's where this gets just so incompetent and so idiotic. The whole reason you don't bring these votes to the floor if you don't have the votes is because you're demanding that people in the battleground districts cast a vote that is going to put them in dire danger of defeat in November 2024. And so you don't put them in that position, make them vote for impeachment when they're in a Biden, you know, a Biden district that Biden won. And you don't make them cast that vote unless you know you have all the votes. So at least they're, you know, you got to the impeachment trial. Now you got my orcas out there and you're you're making your case, at least Uh, it's as crazy as that case might be. And, you know, that we all know, you don't put those members in that position. And so he he screwed everything up. One, he didn't have the votes. He didn't count. And then two, he made all those 18 members uh, or most of them walk the plank, cast a vote in favor of impeaching Mayorkas, which they will get called on because of how crazy that is. Who knows how? Because now that vote's going to have to come up again. So He's going to make him walk the plank twice. It's just it's complete insanity. And that's just the first one. Support for that trippy show comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it, Odoo's got it. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash trippy. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash trippy. Right. Well, and before we zoom out, this is like a really important point. It's not just, it's counting the votes and you've been there, um, you know, We've we've worked on a ton of congressionals at this point, but in your career, you've you've advised a ton of Congress people in basically this exact scenario where it's a tight vote, and literally hours before the vote, people are still horse trading, votes are still yeah. being flipped, and so when you have a really slim majority, one vote really can make all the difference, and so not only them trying to get the like attempting to do it anyway and failing. But I mean, it, it, literally, that one vote can can totally change. I mean, yeah. the, what the Clinton budget in ninety four, ninety three. That was Marjorie Margolis Mazvinsky, uh, my candidate. Uh, when she was a member of Congress, we had won that district in uh, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, for the first time in something like ninety seven years. A Democrat, first time they won it, and it was a tie vote. It was absolutely tied uh, when you if you watch in C span. Uh, for Clinton's budget, which would raise taxes, or that's what the Republicans were were uh, were pushing up against. And by the way, it was a deadly vote. I called her 
and we were talking on the phone 10 minutes before that vote, before she walked down. And I told her, you know, you do not vote for this. Do not do it. And she assured me that she wouldn't. The only thing that was bad about that call was had I made it a few minutes later, because when I hung up the phone with her, the very next phone call was from President Bill Clinton asking her um, and convincing her that uh, for the sake of his presidency and this important bill, he really needed her to go down and break the tie. And so uh, to my astonishment, I'm watching, uh, I probably CNN at the time, and uh, she's walking down the aisle to cast that vote. And I'll never forget this, folks, because as she was walking down that aisle, the Republican caucus broke out and singing, ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. And, uh, and by the, she, she went through with it. She voted, uh, she did the right thing despite my, you know, consultant hat advising her not to, but, um, it was a very important vote. It had a big impact on the economy and, uh, where the country, you know, headed post that vote on the budget. But yeah, one vote, one vote can make a big difference. And by the way, Al Green showing up you know, under really incredible circumstances, uh, coming, you know, literally wheeled in on a, in, in his, in his hospital garments, I think I, uh, if I'm following the story right, uh, yesterday, you know, it, no one expected that. <laughs> certainly not right. Mega well, Mike, certainly Johnson. Not Mike Johnson. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, no one vote can make a it, but, but again, th- that was one, the, the interesting thing about that vote too, though, was you had, uh, it magically and mystically, about 32 uh, different Democrats post that vote faced ads that said they cast the deciding vote that raised your taxes, right? In other words, like it did, didn't matter that she was the one that did it. The Republicans had that and used it, you, you know, in the mid, you know, to hurt Democrats. But the whole point of this is yeah, all those Democrats walked that plank, but it worked. We, you know, we won the vote. This was right. Uh, you know, so we paid a price for it, but we, you know, we, we, we did, did something. something, we did something for the country. <laughs> this one is no, this is you're walking the plank to impeach somebody with, with, there's no case. They haven't even been able, they didn't even, weren't able to even prove the case to get a vote, <laughs> to, get, to get all the, their own party to vote in unison for the thing. Uh, and they're going to be forced to do it again. So anyway, uh, uh, I just think that those 18 Republicans in the Biden districts are now in, you know, uh, and by the way, this won't be the only one. There'll be several more votes this year that they'll have to cast that, you know, that the MAGA cult caucus is going to force them to do. And they've already lost four seats due to redistricting things that are already, you know, in, in, you know, the, yeah, it'll probably be more the new yeah. seat in Alabama, a couple in, uh, in New York and other places, there'll probably be more. So you can just see how this is all fading very fast. It's going to be, you know, it, it's clear to me that the one thing that's very likely, and I think more people are coming around to this is that Democrats will reclaim the house in November. Well, it, and by the way, your standard bearer for your party has proven that he's not going to get definitely not over 47, maybe at this point, 46. Right. Like yeah. th- if you add in all those factors, this is a hell of a time for them to attempt. Like this is what I don't get and what I will never get. 
And maybe it's just because they've cycled through so many veterans in the house who've like been there and understand how it works and are essentially have like those guys are a all bunch gone. of MAGA rookies running this. <laughs> right. But like fundamentally, you put legislation on the floor to do one of two things. You either do it to pass the legislation or you do it to put in a marker and show where members are voting to use in a campaign later. They're not doing either. To your point, they're not doing either of those things. No, it's just it's, they're doing the opposite. It's wild. First of all, this thing is ridiculous because it wouldn't do anything. I mean, even right, even if they okay, so they get to impeachment, they'd get some televised hearings. They'd get to make a big deal about the border and all through it. The eighteen, you know, this is what I'm trying to say. There's you, you there's a cost to doing these things, particularly when later on the Senate doesn't even take it up or dismisses it or what, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of, or frankly, do they even have the votes to convict him if they do, I mean, to, to actually impeach him, you, you know, well, they didn't. So uh, anyway, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's not just that they didn't, they don't have a case. It's that they, you know, this was the most important thing, the thing MAGA Mike Johnson promised and he completely failed. And I think it's going to, add to the burden that well, cost them the house this is gratefully yeah thanks mike we appreciate we appreciate the help but like and and i know we got to get we got to get to the other mega face land but like the idea yeah. this is again just what i don't understand okay we get that they don't want to govern which again teases up to the next day we get that but now they're acting like they don't want to win either right like it's it's not mutually exclusive normally but like it's very odd that they're not only Okay, I get that they're trying to shut down everything and torpedo it for to screw Biden over. Understood. They're doing that, but they're also not doing it in a way that's conducive to Victor. It's very well, odd. So then you get to, right. So you get to the second phase plant, which kind of undoes the Mayorkas thing, right? Because it, it it exposes it for what it is. The Mayorkas thing is a stunt, and so what you realize, you know, is the Senate you know, has a bipartisan border security deal that, you know, was led by uh, Senator Lankford, Republican from Oklahoma, and no fan of Joe Biden's. And then, and, and by the way, it had a lot of support, a lot of uh, bipartisan um, Republicans and Democrats. It was all ready to go. The Republicans had campaigned for years on fixing the borders, you know, and they get the com Democrats to compromise heavily and give them just about everything they wanted, actually gave them everything they wanted. And then, boom, it all falls apart. And the reason? The Trump torpedo. I mean, Trump basically puts out, you know, no, I, I don't want this. I want I don't want the border solved. I want to use it. So, you know, they, they've been doing screaming the border, the border, it's crazy, it's horrible, it's an open border. Um, and the whole time not doing anything uh, to stop it, because that was all political and all a stunt to, you know, it, performance art to keep calling, uh, uh, you know, you know, keep calling attention to the border and the fact that, you know, all these people were coming and it was Biden's fault because he wouldn't do anything when... And so let, let's take that all at face value. Well, okay, we're going to do it all. And it's a bill. And it's the bill you asked for. It's the bill you demanded. If you don't get this, you're not voting for Ukraine or anything else. So Langford 
puts the bill out there. And he, the, the really crazy thing is his, you know, you see this with Republicans, here's somebody doing the right thing. Right. And when he calls out that, you know, he's been threatened with ending his career, Right. He's probably like, where the hell am I supposed to go now? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. But he, but he says some popular commentator called me and told me that if I continued with this, that he would destroy me without, it still won't mention that it's Donald Trump. He will not say it was the, who the popular commentator was um, that sabotaged this thing, but we all know it was Donald Trump. Um, so it just, this is what I'm saying is you got the double face plant that exposes all of their garbage about the border is fake. It's phony outrage to anger their base, to put uh, wave the red flag in, part, in front of their base and get them stoked up. Uh, and they don't want it to be solved. As you point out, they don't want to govern. They just want to stoke MAGA and make sure that they've got the, the border to keep you very, very afraid, everybody, to vote for vote for, for Trump. It's not this double face plant has, I think, put the Democrats and Biden finally in a position where the the worm has turned and Democrats now have a way to clearly communicate what the game has been from the beginning and where the blame literally deserves to be on the foot of, you know, Donald Trump, the wall never worked. It was a freaking joke. Mexico never paid for it. It was all <laughs> oh, I remember that. That was funny. Yeah. And all of this, the Mayorkas impeachment that failed, the, the bill that was everything they asked for and nothing that Democrats wanted. I mean, all, you know, all the things that right. we would usually put in it were out. And so there they had the bill that they've wanted, they demanded for years and years. Trump couldn't get that passed. It was going to get passed under Biden. And, you know, maybe it still will somehow, but no, nah, it, it's, it was complete bullshit from the get go. It's, it's kind of like, and, and it, I know, Trump, we, we know Trump doesn't care. Trump has one thing and that's Trump. But I mean, it, he keeps... I mean, he's not poisoning himself with this. He's poisoning those. I mean, first of all, those 18 Republican House members in Biden won districts. He's torpedoing. I mean, even if he doesn't care about the country, which he clearly doesn't, it still boggles my mind once again. And this goes back to Mike. Mike, they are not thinking tactically whatsoever because this doesn't help him win either. Like it, it anyway, I will. I, I do no. want to just ask, you know, and kind of bundle this in. We do occasionally get questions from our listeners about uh, what, what Democrats should do on the border. And I think I know what you're going to say, but Michelle Jay wrote in, she wanted to know how, and this was actually before this whole thing blew up. So I'm really interested in your yeah. take now, but she said, one thing I think Biden needs to address is the border. I think it needs to be talked about more often in public by all Democrats, uh, how we've tried to work to get consensus on the issue. And it would be nice to see them reach out to the other side, which obviously they they now have and it it i think she then she by the way then said thanks for all you do and everybody at lincoln and resolute and and she says she knows where to go to find her sanity and her people so thank you for that michelle yeah thanks uh i look i think that uh, what i just said i think that the the worms turned where you know 
for, for instance, 67%, some massive number, when you look under the hood, a massive number of Americans believe, you know, when asked the question, do you want mass deportation, which is Trump's solution uh, that he's promised if he's elected president, or a path to citizenship, you know, which, by the way, was not in this bill. <laughs> that, that option was not there. They 67% sign up for path to citizenship. And so what I'm saying is this bill did a lot of enforcement at the border, uh, would shut the border down uh, at any point when over 5,000 people a day were coming across, it would shut it down. And by the way, when the border shuts down, it shuts down for, a, it doesn't shut down for a day. It really shuts down. It, this was a, the, the most conservative and strong bipartisan, but, but mostly just a clean, conser- what, what the conservatives would have wanted and, and that Biden had agreed to support and that Democrats were, were going to provide the, you know, the, the votes if they could get it to the floor. And the Senate was working and it looked like the whole problem was going to be the Senate was going to prove this, approve it. The votes were there. And of course, MAGA Mike and MAGA Congress were screaming it's dead on arrival before it had ever, it had even been made public. And of course, Trump was screaming, it's the worst bill in history. It's a disaster. It's an open border bill. Again, before it had ever been released. Once it was released publicly and once it was clear that enough votes were there in the Senate and the pressure would be on the House, Trump went to work and Trump started and as a popular commentator called Langford, told him he'd be destroyed and ruined. Uh, He would ruin his career, although Langford will not mention the name of the unmentionable guy. Although Langford, heroically, in my view, is becoming one of the few Republicans who's willing to buck Trump and is fighting on and calling it out, even though he won't say the name. But the rest folded. There's not enough votes in the Senate now. And so the bill base plant again, and it's very obvious. And so to answer the, you know, the question, yeah, because that's pretty clear. There's an easy way to explain that to the American people, that there was a bipartisan agreement that Joe Biden was working to address it and would have signed it, and that Donald Trump, for his own purposes, basically took the border threw it away, didn't care about all those thundering hordes he talks about because he wanted them and needs them to scare the hell out of people to somehow beat Biden in November. Well, I think the American people will get that, particularly now that it's pretty clear that's all this was ever about. So yeah, you're right. We need to talk about it. We now have a way to talk about it in a way that should make it very clear to enough Americans that makes that Trump ceiling drift a little lower and puts even more pressure on the Republicans to hold the House and maybe even be able for us to hold the Senate. We'll see. That's always going to be a tougher job because of the the states that are up. But it's becoming, I think, the, the contrast between MAGA and Trump, they're complete 
abandonment of anything, any principles at all, or any uh, ability to get anything done. They have literally nothing has been done since the Republicans, since McCarthy was Speaker, and now Megan Mike Johnson. Uh, literally nothing has happened. Uh, and we're not clear still whether there'll be any funding bills passed for Israel, Ukraine, the border. It's just a mess that the, uh, the American people, I think it's going to start become clear who exactly is responsible for it. And it's not Joe Biden, folks. He's actually done an uh, incredible job on the economy, uh, despite their wailing. And uh, 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 just, you know, no one has accomplished as much as he has in the first two, two and a half, three years. And I wanted to get to this last week, but we had a pretty awesome guest episode to get to. But it, I think uh, you probably saw Joe Biden quote tweeting when when Elmo asked how everyone's doing. The answer for for most of the GOP right now is not great. Not so great. Yeah, that, that was pretty funny. All right, Joe, I do want to get under the hood just for a little bit this week. And I, I want to try to do this more as we get into 2024. I mean, we're really already in it. You and I are for sure. But as people are starting to... to pick up, perk up. Every time we do this, every time you have a little nugget to point out, we get a lot of comments and, and write and say, do more of this. So we're going to try, especially because it seems like we're the only ones calling it out. Uh, so whenever we have a couple interesting points, we'll, we'll do it. Joe, what are you tracking this week that that we should be aware of? Uh, you know, the new Quinnipiac poll uh, is interesting. First of all, I want to correct you there. Simon Rosenberg, that is uh, true. Tom Bonnier. Yeah. Uh, there are people out there who are uh, who have been really vigilant about you know looking under the hood at the polling numbers and taking on the the same group the same pollsters that are that pump the red wave are out there already you know are doing the Biden can't win stuff um, and you throw those numbers out because they're bullshit when you look at the Quinnipiac poll it now has Biden up fifty forty to forty six on Trump. You know, what you look at is, it, forget the head-to-head -head in that sense. It's really, where was it, you know, in December? Because uh, it's the same pollster. So in December, it was 47, Biden, 46, Trump. Now it's 50 to 46. The interesting thing, uh, and has been to me, is Trump keeps sitting at 46. And just so people refresh it, I know people, sometimes I repeat myself, but there's some things that are worth repeating. 2016, by, uh, Trump got 46% of the vote. 2020, he got 46.7. And the number keeps coming up, 46, 46. Where was Joe Biden in, nine, in 2020? He was at 51. So in December, it was 47, 46. Now it's 50, 46. Independents are for Biden in this poll, 52, 40. He's growing su support Which among independents. Which if that's the number, he's home for. If that, if that holds. That's what gets you to 50, right? You know, that's the kind of stuff that gets you to 50. And now the gender gap is widening. With women, Biden's up 58 to 36, uh, which again was up from December when it was 53, 41. Now it's 58-36. Right. If you five, lose women by yeah. 22 points, you can't points. win the You're, presidency. Yeah, because it's that there's uh, simple math. There's more women who vote than men because us guys, we, we drop earlier than them and there's more of them that they're still around. And they tend to be, uh, even in minority, you know, like, uh, it, you know, we learned this in the uh, Alabama campaign with 
Doug Jones, the people that really fueled that turnout were African-American in that community were the women, you know, and so they lead the charge. That doesn't mean they can get the men to come along because they're 53, 42 in support of Trump. So that's the big, you know, the big gap there. And, you know, largely that's unchanged from December. It was 51, 41 in December. So again, you know, where Trump is, it stay everything's in cement. It stays exactly the same. But but the Biden uh, gaps that it, you know the groups that uh, that that are moving are all moving to Biden, and they're logical women, independents, uh, and I think again we've been talking about it's the contrast between the MAGA crazy, the Trump dictator wannabe stuff. That that contrast with Joe Biden, even if these same people, many of them think he's old and boring or have issues on the economy. Again, I think the issues on the economy are that that weight that's been around him and dragging him is getting lighter every day. There's more and more economic indicators and consumer confidence numbers that are showing that the American people, even though it's not uh, his, his approval rating yet, uh, it will. And I think that contrast, though, bef- between what he's been able to do and what Trump and MAGA are working to destroy in a lot of ways, uh, or stunt, you know, stunt uh, raging on the border, which will become clearer, I think is is starting to really seep in. And I think is responsible for when you look under, just look at the movement. It's it it's clear that things are shifting in a way that give. I'd much rather be where Biden is today than Trump. And also, again, like I said, two things: the economy was a weight around uh, uh, Biden, obviously, uh, after the pandemic, and people you know had to face real things: gas prices, inflation. Uh, but that's all improving and the confidence numbers are going up. The second weight that I think just got lighter is the border because it's now clear it's, there's a, a narrative that can be waged to make it clear, at least not, not to shift all of it away, but again, the weight of that, of, of the worries around the border, the attacks from the Republicans on the border that weight just got lighter because of their own face plants this week. So I think on both, and, and Biden and Democrats' ability now to fight back and make it clear that it was a political stunt, that's all it ever was. So the two factors that have been sort of holding Biden uh, 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 and Democrats are getting lighter while the Republicans it's becoming clear what the contrast is and clear that the chaos is dangerous to the future. I mean, look at what they're doing on the border right now. They'll let this crap continue, all to use it as a political wedge against Biden. Joe, that I think is a pretty good place for us to end today. We're just about out of time. Thanks, man. Uh, Thanks, Alex. And thank everyone for listening to that trippy show. This podcast will always be free with support from our advertisers. And as part of Resolute Square, check out the latest at ResoluteSquare.com slash Trippy. Please subscribe to The Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. You can always send us a question to thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question and a review on iTunes. 
The last few uh, episodes have actually been among our most listened to. So if you can continue to pass along to your friends that uh, to give us a listen, uh, we'd sure appreciate it. Thanks, Alex, and we'll see you all next week. Mm-hmm.